My name is Ginger and I'm an admin of the Facebook group, I Paint My Shoes. We're a collection of artists who love shoes and shoe lovers who love art. And if you're neither, that's okay. Just grab some paint, grab a shoe and have some fun. Take on anything with Facebook groups. Road trips or a simple highway ride can be the start of a new adventure. A way home after work for some or the new beginning of a new life heading across the country for a new place to call home. Every year, especially around the holidays, people take the highways, tollways, and freeways to see loved ones or go somewhere new. But others, highways and freeways have been a hunting ground, a place to silently stalk victims or dump the remains and head off towards their next. Today's story is one of those, the I-5 murders. Before we begin, I'd like to welcome any new listeners and subscribers. I'm your host, Kathy, and welcome to Inner Darkness Podcast. For those returning or for those who have been with me since this podcast started, thank you for coming back again and again. Now on today's show, a native of Oregon, Randall Woodfield, was the third child of a prominent family. But during his teens, he began to exhibit abnormal behaviors and was arrested for indecent exposure. However, he did excel on the football field, playing as a wide receiver for the Portland State Vikings and being drafted by the NFL in 1974 to play for the Green Bay Packers. But his old ways caused him to be cut from the team during training after a series of indecent exposure arrests. In the following year, in 1975, Randall began a string of robberies and sexual assaults on women in Portland. His weapon of choice during these crimes was a knife. His crime spree only seemed to grow worse by the years as it went by. By the early 1980s, he took his final step and began a string of murders in cities along the I-5 corridor in Washington, Oregon, and California. His earliest documented murder was that of Sherry Ayers, a former classmate whom he had known since childhood in October 1980. Randall targeted young women either sexually assaulting them before or after he had shot them. Most victims were shot in the back of the head, but some women luckily survived his brutal attacks. After numerous robberies, sexual assaults, and murders, Randall Woodfield was arrested in March 1981 and convicted in June of the murder of Sherry Hall, that an attempted murder of her co-worker, Beth Wilmot, and sentenced to life in prison plus 30 years. 
In a subsequent trial, he was convicted of sodomy and improper use of a weapon in a sexual assault case, receiving 35 additional years to his sentence. He never confessed to any of the crimes, and although he was convicted for only one murder and an attempted murder, he had been linked via DNA and other methods to numerous unsolved homicides in the ensuing decades. Authorities have estimated his total number of killings to be as many as 44 victims. As of this episode, Randall is currently incarcerated at the Oregon State Penitentiary. His story is one filled with multiple victims, but out of respect for their name, their names won't be shared for the privacy of the families. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have any recommendations, please feel free to comment or contact me. I'm on all social media, and they are all linked on the page. If you would like to support the show, you can find me on Patreon, which is linked as well. Please feel free to leave a like and rate and review. If you enjoy the show, I'd love to hear from you, as well as your thoughts on the case. Please be respectful to the parties involved, and until next time, take care. At Merrill, we think everything is greater when you do it outdoors. And there's no better time to gear up than right now. Because June is National Great Outdoors Month. Find us on Instagram throughout June to participate in our hashtag Do It Outdoors Challenge. Each week there will be a new theme and an opportunity to win $2,000 in prizes. Merrill believes everything's better when you do it outdoors. So step outside and join us. ¿Por qué esta Coca-Cola de McDonald's sabe tan bien? ¿Será la máquina? ¿Será el popote o el hielo? ¿O quizás soy yo? No sé, Diego, pero vámonos, ¿no? El ¿Por qué esto sabe tan bien, Deal? Un refresco de cualquier tamaño por un dólar, solo en el $1-$2-$3 menu de McDonald's. Precios y participación pueden variar. No se puede combinar con cualquier otro oferta o cambio mío. Coca-Cola es una marca registrada de The Coca-Cola Company.